Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Huddle Up with Howard. I'm Mike Claiborne, along with Howard Richards, but we have a special guest today. Howard, uh, I watched this guy when he was at Alabama, and he played on one of the best teams Alabama's ever put on the field that nobody talks about. Uh, I remember that interception in the championship game where he was just he was he was high stepping down the sidelines, kind of showing up Lamar Williams. He had a great career in the NFL. And uh, now he's now gone from coaching to being an athletic director. And it's a pleasure to have George Teague with us this afternoon. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you guys for for coming, allowing me to come on and uh, chat with you guys for a little bit. Look forward to, you know, talking football. I ain't coaching it right now, but <laughs> I love talking about it. That's for sure. Hey, George, appreciate you joining us. Um, so you spent, what, n- nine years in the league? Is that right by my count? You are right. I did three years with the Green Bay Packers, uh, one year with the Dolphins, and uh, five years with the Cowboys. Retired as a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, drafted originally in the first round. I think it was the 29th pick. That sound right? From from your recollection, I think that's what mine was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I can remember yeah. that, Blake. You, you Blake. I, I can remember that. Man. I remember the pick number because it was a, a total surprise to me. wasn't really expecting it go in the first round. So it was kind of, you know, um, cool. It was a big blessing for me and my family to get that phone. My bag phone rang. <laughs> yeah, I remember bag phones, right? Everybody oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my bag phone. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool to, to have that day happen. Hey George, for you, um, you play for some good play. Good, you play with good players. You play for some really good coaches. Uh, who, who had the most impact on your playing career? Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to answer this in multiple ways because there's some really good coaches who helped me a lot in different levels, right? Um, so in high school, the person that actually gave me um, the aspirations to really say, hey, you, you probably can play in college at a high level, and then it was Bubba Lewis, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Jeff Davis High School Uh just a good old brother, and he kind of got me on the recruiting trail and just said, hey, where do you want to go? I'll call him, you know, that kind of thing. So it was kind of cool um, to have that happen. Um, but once I got to University of Alabama, the guy impacted me the most is definitely uh, Coach Stallings. Uh, I did go in and Bill Curry. Um, very happy that he recruited me, offered me the scholarship there. But uh, what Bill Curry brought to the table, he started giving me the mindset of, hey, if you want to get to the pros, you better play like this and you better do like this and you better study film. So he really um, gave me the extra tools to be ready for that. And then once I got to the league, when it started with playing days, just playing my best playing days, I feel like came with uh, Mike Zimmer uh, while I was here with the Dallas Cowboys. He he was just a good man. He shot me straight. He didn't sugarcoat anything. When I was messing up, he said, if you want to make this team, you better run faster on that doggone kickoff team. (laughs) 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 You ain't going to make it. Yeah, you know, and so but he gave me a lot of tools, you know, um, just tweaking the way that I would plant and break, um, you know, what my hips were doing and really technical and I really loved that about him. Mike Zimmer, you and I have a few things in common. So, starting with Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was a grad assistant at Mizzou uh, my sophomore year. He came in when Warren Powers um, got the job as head coach. Um, And you know Zim, how you kind of a high-pitched voice and can be a little boisterous at times. He barely said a word during that year uh, as a grad assistant. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so when I first heard that he had become an assistant coach in the NFL, I'm like, this can't be the same Mike Zimmer. <laughs> but but sure enough, it was. In fact, I um, a couple of years after um, he got to Dallas, I went out to Thousand Oaks out to, at Cal Lutheran and visited um, uh, training camp one year. And sure enough, um, he was there. And it, it was just it was great to see him because he had evolved as, a, as an assistant coach um, and, and certainly as a defense coordinator. Uh, but, you know, always had a, a good mind, just very much on the quiet side. And then, of course, um, Gene Stallings was an assistant with uh, the Cowboys under Tom Landry, who was my coach at Dallas. And uh, so I, I know you got some great experiences with him. Did he ever tell you uh, – uh, you ever hear the story about the Whisper Jets? The Whisper Jets? The Whisper Jets. Oh, so, I didn't get that one. So, so the, the Whisper Jet, this is, this is how I used to talk to the rookies, you know, essentially if they're screwing up. Um, Delta Airlines had a, um, I think it was a, uh, an L-1011, a Lockheed L-1011. That was their big wide body. Uh, but it was nicknamed the Whisper Jets. And if, if the rookies didn't perform up to snuff, he'd be like, boy, you're going to be on that whisper jet in the moment if you don't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad I didn't have that conversation. <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny. You, you talk about that conversation. When did you when when did you know your career was over as far as the pros are concerned? Did somebody have to tell you or did you figure it out and just say, you know what, I'm probably not going to do this anymore? Uh, yeah, it, it, I can say um, I had the opportunity probably to play another year or two if I, if I had to guess on it. Um, but, you know, what I try to tell people all the time is because they see guys like the Emmons, the Michael Irvins, the Brady's, the, you know, all the people that have been on one team, the whole career, been glamorous, you know. Um, my career wasn't like that. Um, and so I, I learned a lot about the business side pretty early when I first got traded from Green Bay, not knowing I was getting traded. That was after my third year. So the part I didn't say is that I actually got traded to Atlanta, Right. Um, but three weeks later, Atlanta released me. That's how I ended up with the Dallas Cowboys. That was a one year deal. Then I went to the Dolphins Then I came back to the Cowboys. So there was a stretch of time right there where it was strictly business um, for me. Right. And so um, my eyes kind of open up to the world of what this <laughs> really is and how I need to fight to be on the a team. So to be able to get to nine years, it, it worked. Um, but it took a lot of work. And so once I get down to the, um, after that ninth year, my contract was up with the Cowboys and started negotiating, wasn't really trying to give me the money that I thought I had and other people would, you know, offer deals or come to training camp. And you understand what that is on when you start getting older and they yeah. want the, the veteran to come in to be the camp body and maybe touch and all that. And I was like, ah, you know, that's not a big enough commitment for me to say that I'm going to come to camp because I don't want to be out of there pretty soon. So to answer your question, I knew that at that time it was time for me to um, hang those cleats up and, um, and go, you know, do something else. Um, and that's when I started looking at, well, did I want to coach? Did I want to be a broadcasting what I want to do and took a year off and, ended up going into high school coaching. 
How's that experience been for you? Because, uh, you know, we all came up in different eras with regard to high school coaches and, and the impact that they have on us. Uh, I don't think you can talk to kids today like they used to talk to us. Uh, no, you can't. And as I was sitting in my office today, they had this thing called the WGBT. People don't even know what that is, but that's that wet globe ball something. But basically told our, our team, hey, you can't go outside and practice because this thing has this certain – number on there. We were never ever told that we couldn't go out there and practice and get more water or do something else. Now we got all these measures to say, you, you know, you can only be out there for an hour and you got to take water breaks every 15 minutes and or 10 minutes or whatever. So um, it's very different. The experience was, was great um, as far as building, scheming, playing, trying to pour into these kids' lives. That was the most important piece for me. It's always been that way. Um, but it's starting to change a little bit now, you know, just transfer portal sneaking down in the high school. Really? Uh, money. Yeah, it ain't like a official website you can go to, but it's happening. You, you see guys going to three or four different high schools, um, you know, states opening up NILs for high schools. Uh, it's going to come to Texas pretty soon. We're already looking at trying to figure out how's that going to work, um, you know, and it just it's a different world. <laughs> um, and old school guys like me, I I don't know, I still believe you're supposed to go to Alabama because you wanted to play at Alabama growing up and not because you got the best collective <laughs> deal yeah. or something of that nature and then go take another collective deal at another school the next year. I, that that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, you mentioned something um, interesting about NIL and state of Missouri um, just passed an aggressive law that enables high school kids that have verbally committed to an institution to start getting paid even before they set foot on a college campus. Wow. So it is, um, and, and I see this as something that uh, is going to uh, evolve and, and grow state by state. Because I know that the, the, um, uh, the state legislator that helped get this law passed has been receiving calls from a number of different institutions and uh, coaches about how he was able to get it done. So uh, depending on, you know, how progressive uh, the various state legisl legislatures are across the country, uh, you may see this become a, a trend very quickly because let's just face it. Um, if a high school student that certainly is in need knows that he can get paid simply by making an agreement with the, that school, whether it goes there or not, you hope he does. Um, this could be uh, something that I think is unprecedented, and uh, but I but I see it becoming a, a big problem because you know one guy may commit and start getting paid, and then all of a sudden he commits to another school. Then what happens to that money or wherever those goods or services that he received? Does he have to give it back? Um, so uh, it, it's it to me. I, I like the fact that these young kids can get paid, but I see a lot of problems down the road if there is not some sort of um, uh, legislation that sort of controls it all and manages it uh, uh, in the best interests of both the institutions and the student athletes. Why yeah. couldn't we just allow it to happen uh, organically? Meaning is name, image, and likeness, right? So I understand the world of social media and all that, but why couldn't it just be like everyone else? You know, before we couldn't work, right? So we, right. Didn't, we couldn't go get a job. We couldn't do this other stuff. So now why not let them work, 
I know it's still good, but what you know, why now does the university have to get involved with you know what if you can find a way to get a hundred thousand, a million followers on your TikTok or whatever, let them out of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get it. Or honestly, what I've always thought, and you you brought up somehow that I don't know if you saw what just happened with the guy from Florida that's um got the lawsuit out um against someone, you know. Not reading the fine print, mm-hmm. getting the money back because he left. All these things you're saying or didn't go or or whatever. Now you know it's a almost a half a million dollar deal, and he's got to pay all that back plus more. Um, you know, it just I thought we should have just went the route like what they do in NFL. Have a pool of money for uh, everybody's name, image, and likeness, and cut everybody a check at the end of the year, whatever, however much money that is. I remember getting those NFL checks, those bonus checks, and I know uh, Brett Favre from them guys So a whole lot more jerseys than I did or that my <laughs> name was on, but I still got that uh, $14,000, $15,000 check in February or whatever it was. And I was I was very happy to receive it just because it, you know, it was there. And if no one bought my jersey or my card, so what? It should have been the same thing with football. There's a lot of guys. You know, they're going to make a lot of money, but it could have been done a little different. You know, I, I'll tell you the other thing that we, we haven't seen yet, but it's coming. Who's who's helping these kids with their taxes? I mean, we're talking about kids that are going to have six and in some cases seven-figure money coming in. And I haven't heard any of these kids talk about who's setting up their financial planning, who's helping them with their taxes. Because, you know, you know, some people are like, well, I, why should I pay taxes? You know, they won't catch up to me guy walking to the NFL that's already going to have the IRS in his pocket before he signs another check. They're going to make him turn that, that, that signing bonus money over to them because of the fact he didn't pay taxes on what, what he what he got when he was in college. And it's going to get complicated because it runs into how, when, he, when did you actually make the money? Meaning, what state were you in? Because I read right. right. things I didn't know. And they're like, oh, you know, you owe Illinois something. What, I don't know anything. Well, yeah, you came here and worked here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you owe us some taxes. Oh, good Lord. Um, you know, and so, yeah, that it, it's very scary. I think it's too much pressure on a young kid and their family if they don't have the history or the, you know, the family upcoming to understand that type of money that fast. Um, there's some vultures out there. They'll get them. That's for sure. We're visiting with George Teague, former NFL player, also a great player at the University of Alabama, now in the administration side of high school. Uh, what's that been like for you being uh, on a, on the other side of the coin where not, you're not calling plays, but you're calling coaches? Man, I absolutely love it. I think anytime you can build something and just try to empower people, impact them, and help them become better leaders, it's I, I enjoy that. You know, sure, there are a lot of – conversations I have with parents who don't like our coaches or whatever. You have to deal with that part. Um, but just even today, sitting, working on a nutrition plan, trying to mimic what they do in college, you know, and how do we make our high school different, you know, with the nutrition center and having, you know, all the things they need to get ready for college um, outside of academics is it's cool to me and I love it. And I love um, building with coaches like that. So I'm very fortunate with the staff that we have a lot of pros um, across the board who are decided to come work with me and help me build this program. Um, so I had my biggest pleasure. I can say this two years ago, 
it's what they call in college, like the athletic director's award. We have what's called a um, Henderson cup award, which means you have the best overall uh, extracurricular activities of all your teams. Cause you get points on how far you go in the, the playoffs. And we were actually able to win that. Um, the first Congrats time. That. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And so that was like my, my moment as an AD to say, okay, you know, Everybody's not winning championships, but, it, you know, we're good. When people think about John Paul II High School that I'm at, they go, oh, yeah, that, that athletic program is, <laughs> you know, they're competing. Um, so uh, I love it, bro. I, I wouldn't trade it. Do you see this, your foundation at, at John Paul, as a springboard to uh, a possible career at the collegiate level or in the NFL as an administrator? Um. Yes, I think um, over the 20 years that I've been doing it, I've progressed up each level, started at a 3A school to a 4A to a 5A, now 6A private school. Um, and so I think all the experiences I have could give me an opportunity to to maybe go up, you know, if it was the right thing and the right fit. And if I can convince my wife that we need to get out of Texas for a moment. You know, right? <laughs> Good <laughs> luck on that. Well, I might have, we've already been talking about Missouri and stuff because I heard y'all got different seasons. It's not burning up like it is uh, right here. Our, our grass is brown. Fullest. Uh, right, but you should know this. You're born in Kansas, right? <laughs> well, I was actually born they didn't have in, grass in Kansas. No, they? I was actually born in Michigan. Michigan, okay. And I think okay. that's why I, I lived in Kansas on the Air Force Base. Um, man, so with your background, I have to I have to tell you this. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that was the first time, even living on a base all my life, that was the first time I actually got to see a B-2 bomber that's when they had first came out yeah, yeah i had yeah. no idea what i was looking at i thought some aliens were coming through i didn't know what was happening you couldn't hear it all i just kind of saw this thing just kind of i'm like oh my god what is that? and you know you think about when you see one up close you ask yourself the question why would a country mess with a country who's got a whole garage full of them <laughs> you know, it don't make any sense, man. You know, oh, wait, we don't have one of those, so why are we why are we messing with them? Why are we poking <laughs> the bear? That's right. You know? That's right. Hey, George, before we get out of here, I know you still follow Alabama. Uh, that that's an interesting dynamic they have there. They they have they they're gonna have their hands full this weekend against Texas. Um, where do you see college football going? We talk about the portal and the transfer portal and the NIL, but on the field. Where do you think the game is going? Because there's a whole lot of new rules, as you mentioned, some safety precautions. The game is taught differently. Uh, but where do you see it headed? Um, I think, um, well, in the grand scheme of things, I think uh, college football, particularly the, the power uh, conferences, are just going to be uh, NFL recruiting grounds. I think they're going to be down to three conferences. You can see Pac-12 already <laughs> down to one or whatever it is now. They're going to be a group of five, and I think that's going to continue. Um, to happen even with another conference where there's probably going to be the big three. That's what I think. Um, but as far as the, the style of play and the way it goes, you can kind of see a little bit of a shift heading back towards a little bit more run. You know, it's been very pass centric uh, RPOs spread everybody out, this kind of thing. Um, I, I think it's starting to shift ever so slightly uh, so when you brought up Alabama and we talked about this on the show with Howard um, a little bit last night is that 
Alabama's even gone to 12 personnel and played in the first half. They almost 40 percent of the snaps were out of uh, 12 personnel. That that's a little different, I think, than what we would have seen. I know Alabama likes to run the ball, but we've typically been 11 or you know uh, 10 uh, pretty much. And so to see them do this and it's the involvement of quarterbacks running the ball. I mean, everybody, and you got someone like uh, Jalen uh, Milrow who can do both and was really good at his legs. And so when you start to look at people like the Josh Allens, the the Hurts, uh, the Dustin Herberts, uh, a lot of those guys still can run the ball. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is running the ball all over the place. You know, they're, they're not your traditional um, – who Danny Dimes, you know, these guys just so I think you're going to start to see more tight ends in the game and a whole lot more running. You, you know, when you talk about the quarterback, I'm enamored with the size of these quarterbacks who are as big as tight ends. And you mentioned they can run the ball, they can still throw it, but the game is just getting so much bigger uh, at every position. But it really starts to stand out a quarterback. Well, look at Melro. I mean, he's he's built like a backer. Yeah, when you look at it, look at a kid's arms, and I mean, he's so well developed and you know strong lower body. Uh, he could probably play virtually any position outside of maybe offensive line or defensive line on the field. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, uh, that's it's unbelievable to see these guys, and uh, you can't people see him from a distance, but when you go out on the sideline. And you stand next to these yeah. guys and they got these pants on. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this dude, man. The dude is like 19 years old. You know, what is going on? Beard bigger than all of ours combined. <laughs> hey, 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 do you ever put yourself in a position now? How would I tackle this guy? <laughs> yeah, like, man, there'll be a whole lot of business decisions. They say, oh, how this is going to work and how much of these NIL deals do I really have? Uh, because it, it's – it's uh, it's crazy, as you said, how big you were talking before the show or just the linemen, you know, six, seven, three sixty, um, running four eights yeah. <laughs> four sevens or something crazy. They're coming around and pulling on, you know, 190 pound uh, cornerbacks or something of that nature. So it's it's definitely a whole lot more physical uh, or just from the physics standpoint that they're faster, bigger, that means the collisions are a little bit more. Uh, well, let me ask you this. They're bigger, faster, stronger, but are they tougher? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. They, they will shut it down in a minute. Uh, if you touch them, I get tired of seeing the hands go up. Like, you breathing on me or whatever it is. No, 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 they're not tougher. No. Uh, at all, uh, but we don't work the same. Okay, and I'm not. That's true. Some of that is generational, yeah. mm-hmm. but I have been talking about. I don't know that we work the same because there's too many soft tissue issues, and that's 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 working. You know, yeah. the rules they're cutting back. Hey, you can only go so many hours, and then you can't exert as much energy. They got all these little things on your heart and chest, and hey, he ran, you know, this many miles an hour over this amount of steps. You got to rest them. Oh man. It's, Stop, you know, let them, let them run. 
Hey, I remember when they used to hand out salt tablets in the middle of the summer. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, I mean they they, they, man, they didn't keep track of that. Hey George, we could do this all day, but man, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh first of all, thanks for being part of what we do. Uh secondly, congratulations on what you're doing today and helping develop the next generation of people. Uh some of them might even happen to be athletes, and uh that's important. And we appreciate you spending some time with us today. No, I thank you guys for, for allowing me to come on and be a part of this. If y'all ever need me, man, just hit me up. Y'all know how to find me. We appreciate you, sir. Thanks, George. He's George Teague. That's Howard Richards. I'm Mike Claiborne. This has been another edition of Huddle Up with Howard on ClavesOnline.com. <laughs>